we can start by taking the precepts. Ahambanti Tisirinanasa Atangas Managatang Uposate Silang Dhamanya Chami Anugang Katawa Silang Data Mebhante Dudyampi Ahambanti Tisirinanasa Atangas Managatang Uposate Silang Dhamanya Chami Anugang Katawa Silang Data Mebhante Dudyampi Ahambanti Tisirinanasaha Atangas Managatang Uposate Silang Dhamanya Chami Anugang Katawa Silang Data Mebhante Yamang Vanamintang Vadita Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Buddhang Sarananga Chami Dhammang Sarananga Chami Sanghang Sarananga Chami Tariyampi Buddhang Sarananga Chami Dhammang Sarananga Chami Sanghang Sarananga Chami Tisarananagamanang Paripunang Panati Pata Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Adinadana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Abrakmacharya Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Musavada Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Suramiraya Majjapamadattana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Vikalabhojana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Uchasayana Nachagita Vadita Visukadasana 
Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanatana Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Uchasayana Mahasayana Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Shadamirit Idang me si lang, kayang, bayang utu, idang me punyang, nibanas, peche utu, meme, punya bagang, sabasatanang, bagimi, te sabe, samang, So things repeat by themselves, things repeat itself. So uh, we started by uh, having the idea to make a pilgrimage. So we are still on our journey and uh, another Saturday night. So today, what I would like to explain in, rela- in relation to that is that uh, in relation to the pilgrimage and also in relation to the climbing of the mountain, is that uh, first we wanted to get to gain a little bit of altitude for having a, you know for having a different view a different perspective on the universe and then uh, well after two months uh, maybe we scratch our heads and uh, and then we started to think well you know it's nice to see around but actually uh, what is happening inside? So the course of things turn around and then we ask ourselves, who are we? Who am I? Who are you? So this is one thing. This I would like to explain in relation to the sutta and the, 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 the discussion or the talk that I will uh, speak tonight will be uh, divided in two parts. So the first part will try to explain a little bit more uh, what is this, you know, what about ourselves. And uh, then the second part will be uh, what do you want to be and what can I become? 
So this is a second question that we can ask ourselves when we are having a very wide view on the universe. What am I? And then also what I want to do? What do I want to become? So in the second part, I'm going to develop uh, this theme. And for uh, using words, then uh, it will be mostly about uh, emotion and evolution. So for the first part of uh, the talk now, I will start and uh, things can be very complicated, but also it can be very simple. So because I will use the, you know, the, the, the suttas and uh, the references to the, uh, to the text, then I will take a reference that you all know, and it's about uh, the one thing, one thing. So, it is said in the discourses, you know, uh, because when one thing is developed and repeatedly practiced, it leads to a supreme sense of urgency, to supreme benefit, to supreme sources of bondage, to supreme mindfulness and full awareness, to acquisition of knowledge and vision, to a happy life here and now, to realization of the fruit of clear vision and deliverance. What is that one thing? It is mindfulness occupied with the body. Also, in another place, it is mentioned, because they savor the deathless who savor mindfulness occupied with the body. They do not savor the deathless who do not savor mindfulness occupied with the body. And again, you know, related to that uh, mindfulness, uh, related to the body, they say they have not severed, they have neglected, they have not neglected, they have missed, they have found the deathless who have mindfulness occupied with the body, etc. So, only from one thing, uh, from one thing, that is that body. They speak here about the physical body. How is it going to, uh, you know, to unfold? How are we, uh, uh, well, uh, use a little bit of uh, uh, the, 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 the mathematics, you know, multiplication. How things can, by a simple equation, uh, turn into uh, elaborated numbers. We will not go very far there, but uh, we will... Uh, uh, again, you know, go back to that uh, discourse that we had the last weeks. Actually, you know, the, suit, the, 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 the things that, I, that we were dealing, you know, about last week were about the datus, about the elements. So, uh, there was a section in that uh, Datu Vibanga, the exposition of the elements that, uh, that I found relevant. And there they explained the datus in ways of uh, six uh, division, in ways of six datus. But uh, this exposition of datus by ways of, of six classes also is found in various other suttas. Mm. And uh, there are many, and it's a little bit, uh, well, it's a little bit, it's difficult to bring all these things together because there are so many informations. So I hope I will not confuse you and uh, I will go slowly. So uh, things get interconnected, you know. So anyway, here we're again with the Datu Vibanga. I will just remind you that uh, it was with the, the King Pakusetino. 
and uh, then I will not repeat the, the, the story because you know it. Mm. But there was actually a detail that was uh, that was uh, relevant and I had not uh, mentioned, like uh, just briefly, you know, briefly, the the, the datus or the elements that uh, the Buddha gave as a, as a meditation subject to that person was the six datus of uh, the patavi, the earth element, apo, the water or cohesion element, the tejo datu, the temperature or fire element, the wind element, vayu datu, and then akasa datu, the, the element of space, and the last one, vinyana datu, the element of consciousness. There are many ways also to see or to approach this one thing that is the mindfulness directed to the body. Many ways of approach, many ways to develop an attitude, many ways to see it and also many ways uh, to develop it. And uh, here you might not have noticed the difference but uh, I will uh, you know, ask you to, to, see, to, to, uh, to, to check if you had noticed the difference is that uh, when I said or when I, I read, you know, about uh, this uh, 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 earth element, oh, so when the Buddha explained to the Pakusati about the earth element, he said, what bhikkhu is the earth element? Uh, so I said, I mean, not I didn't say, I read uh, the earth element may be either internal or external. What is the internal earth element? Whatever internally belonging to oneself is solid, solidified and clung to, that is head hairs body hairs, nail, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bone, oh, uh, 20 parts uh, going like this, and uh, etc. Small intestines, contents of the stomach, feces, and or whatever else internally belonging to oneself is solid, solidified and clung to. This is called the internal earth element. So here the, 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 the interrogation and I, I, I am interested to, to, to point out is the or whatever else internally in the body. So what do you think this refers to? Like there are two possibilities that uh, some will say that uh, you know he is giving about 20, to 20 parts you know relating to the, uh, to the earth element and, uh, and then he says whatever else. So it can be it could be, but uh, interpreted as uh, whatever uh, else internally will mean uh, whatever other body parts will also be uh, will be also uh, part of the patavida too. But uh, uh, what uh, the commentary here says is that. Uh, uh, concerning the earth element or whatever else is that uh, the earth element included in the remaining three portions because the way that the paragraph has started is that uh, the earth element he speaks about the earth element so the earth element may be either internal or external and then uh, 
whatever internally belonging to oneself is solid, solidified. Or also, it is like like the the, the Pali is a is a kakalang and karigatang. That is uh, hard hardness or rough and roughness. Also, it's all uh, designated designated by by the by the translation solid and solidified. So whatever internally is solidified and clung to. And so the, the, the progression here is that uh, they start with the characteristics. That is, we have to distinguish these characteristics first. So we have to distinguish the, the characteristic of hardness and roughness and things like this. And then, as an example, that is, he says, Sayati Dang, that means, uh, that is to say, the head hair and then the body hair, the skin and then the teeth, the bones and everything. So uh, the classification goes by way of characteristics and then we find these characteristics in the body parts themselves that have the predominance of the herb element. So these 20 parts, you know, the body hair, the hair, the teeth and, uh, you know, the, the, these 20 body parts have the predominant predominance of the earth element. They have the predominance of the, the characteristics of hardness. But here, the meaning actually of the whatever else is that uh, whatever else in the three other portions, that is, it means that uh, there is earth element not in the other body parts, but there is earth element also uh, in the water element. In the, in, the, in the parts that have water as predominant. There is earth element also in the parts that have fire predominant. There is also earth element in the parts that have the wind as predominant. That is, in the bread, the wind is predominant. So in the bread, there is earth. Hmm? It's difficult to imagine, but this is what is meant. And then also, the, uh, the, the, the logic there is that uh, these elements, they combine together, they are never separated, they always arise together, and uh, they are part of the same uh, kind of uh, dynamic of uh, energy. So I think that this is interesting, because, uh, because we see things by way, no more by, uh, by names or by convention, but by their quality and by their characteristics. And here, the characteristics of the elements, of the four elements, uh, they have to be uh, uh, perceived, but uh, they, they are perceived altogether. The four elements uh, always come together. And also, like I will not read the rest, but uh, when the, the description is related to the water element, it is the same thing, you know. Then he goes on with uh, to say about a, a dozen uh, por portion of the body, and then whatever else also is related to uh, uh, to all the elements, uh, to all the other three elements that are that is the water element also is uh, present in the other uh, elements in the other portions. So you see here they say related to uh, to the earth element, the water element, the fire element, and the wind element. They say that in each instance, the phrase, or whatever else, comprise respectively the water element, the fire element, the air element, included in the other three portions. So, I think that was an interesting to, uh, 
to be aware of. But also, like now that I, it's a little bit uh, disorder, but uh, not uh, talking about the body parts, you know, sometimes, like uh, some of us, uh, some of you uh, have uh, started to experience with the instructions uh, that you are given. Sometimes you may start with, uh, with the body parts themselves, and then from the body parts, you, you, you go to other things. So from the body parts, you can go to the color, and then uh, as we uh, explained before, you can also t- go to the asuba, but also from the body parts, you go to the characteristics. Uh, so this is the, the small nuance, is here, you start by the characteristics, and then you see the characteristics in the body parts. Whereas another way around is that you start by the body parts, and then in the body parts, after you have uh, been able to identify and locate them, then in the body parts, you identify uh, the, 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 the four elements. But also, uh, one, uh, one aspect, uh, one, one, uh, when we look at that also, an interesting factor that is brought here is the space element. Like it's, it starts to be like uh, uh, quite a different per- perspective. If we look at our body, then we see, okay, now we can agree with, uh, with uh, we are all those parts, but also regarding the space. So we have to uh, perceive the, the space in that the physical body. And the space in physics is also an, a very important uh, uh, factor and a very important element. So here, what is uh, done, what can be done, and how is the space uh, defined, how is the space uh, characterized? So one commentary, they say that uh, the space element has as its function to display the boundaries of matter it is manifested as the confines of matter, or it is manifested as untouchedness, as the state of gaps and apertures. Its proximate cause is the matter delimited, and it is on account of fit that one can say of material things delimited that this is above, below, around that. Also, uh, there is another uh, definition of, uh, you know, in the Pali, and uh, in another book they say, Yang va panyampi kingchi ajatang pachatang akasang akasagatang agang agagatang vivarang vivaragatang asamputang mangsa loitei upadinang. So, just. Uh, just a few words of uh, translation is that akasa in the sense of uh, impinging, not impinging, that is akasa, this is the meaning of space, and space is something that is not impinging. And akasa agatang is gone to space, that means it is hollow. Hagang means it is vacant, like the sky. Agagatang, gone to the sky or to space. 
Vivaro, open, gone to the open state, become open. And the last one is not touched by flesh and blood. But here, you know, there is also the mention of, uh, in the space related to the space, there is also the mention of, or whatever else. So, what will, uh, whatever else means here in the relation to the space. So, here they say, or whatever else, it means any gap in the skin, any gap in the flesh, any gap in the sinew, in the bones, and any gap in the body hair that is all uh, all that is whatever so that means we have to find gaps not only the obvious gaps that we find in the mouth or in the stomach or in the various uh, empty places that we have in uh, in our body but also we have to find gap in the body hair we have to find gaps in the bones we have to find gaps everywhere so everywhere in our body where space, where there is a, where the matter is not touched, where there is a, no matter, where it is um, uh, empty of uh, materiality. So, if we take that uh, that concept, uh, you know, to the uh, to the maximum, if we develop it, then uh, we can go to the atom. And not only to the atom, but also to the subatom. Atom actually means from the Greek, you know. It, uh, it's a word that was uh, started, it was, they, they had already that, uh, that notion in ancient India, you know, even, f uh, even older than 500 BC. And uh, they had names, you know, to denote, uh, you know, the, the smallest particle of, uh, in the universe. And uh, what they were referring to is that uh, the smallest uh, particle of matter where matter cannot be divided anymore. So, uh, the same term was also uh, conceived or used also in Greek philosophy and, uh, and eventually also it was adapted and then a, a word was formed with the Greek uh, and then the word atom means uh, undividable, that means it cannot be divided anymore. And the term also was used, you know, in the physics, but uh, at a certain point, I think it was uh, maybe three or three or three, some, some three centuries ago, they discovered that actually what was called the, 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 the term of atom that was used by the physicist uh, didn't refer anymore to something that was not undividable, but also they were able to find a particle of atoms that is subatomic, uh, you know, parts of, uh, of that thing because they were able to see space in the atom. So wherever there is space, wherever matter is not uh, uh, held together, then this is the space. So wherever there is a space, you, you, can, you can separate things. So uh, it is interesting when we have time and also with the system of meditation and also with the Abhidhamma, they push the, analyze, the, the, the analysis uh, to the extent that we have to see, okay, now, where is that self? Where is that solidity that we find, that we, that we identify ourselves as. So, by uh, an analyzing the, the body, then we see that actually all the solidity that we think that, uh, that is there, the solidity that we think, oh, this is my body and it is solid, well, if we put space in it, we see that it's just, uh, 
No, it is just a, uh, it is just a kind of energy, uh, just particles combined together and also we always arising and passing away. So this is, it, it, it comes interesting when we do it with our meditation. We don't need to do that with microscopes. So the sub-commentaries, you know, some, some books, you know, they say that uh, uh, that the, the, the space is what is separating the rupa kalapa. So when we start to, if we are interested to analyze the small particles that we have in the body, then uh, by seeing space, then we can divide uh, these uh, these uh, particles. But before going on to this uh, to this uh, analysis, you know. Uh, just as a conclusion for the four elements, or for the five uh, material elements, when we do that type of meditation, hmm, we are supposed, or you know, the more we do it, and the more we are able to separate the material phenomenon from the mental phenomenon. So we see the body just as uh, something that is not, it's purely material. So the body itself doesn't have a volition. The, vo the, the body does not wants to go or wants to eat. It's the mind that has a volition. Body doesn't, doesn't have any volition. The body also is uh, without... Uh, it is neutral. It, uh, it, uh, it doesn't have a feeling. And also the body is just uh, empty. It is just, uh, it is just uh, the, 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 the elements by themselves. So this uh, seeing the body just as elements is uh, helping us to develop a very healthy or very interesting attitude anyway. But also, you know, they say that, uh, that uh, the space is very useful because uh, when we divide uh, the body, you know, uh, we see that uh, if the whole body is composed of different particles, you know, then all these particles don't have the same quality. And uh, if they don't have the same qualities also, if these uh, quality or these characteristics are, are different from one particle to the other particle, then that means also that uh, the sense bases, so the sense bases also, they have something special that, uh, that have to be uh, denoted. So, uh, as uh, you may remember that uh, in the sutta, after the four elements, then there is a space element, the, the, the space element, and then the, the space element is the fifth element, and after that you have the sixth element, the element of uh, consciousness. But uh, before, actually, uh, these elements were expounded, ex explained in the sutta, there had been the mention about uh, that uh, this being, you know, they say, okay, now uh, you have to see this body or you have to see this uh, being as composed of the because this person consists of six elements, six bases of contact, and eighteen kinds of mental explorations. So you see, we have the six elements, but also we have the six bases of contact. So you know, um, my explanation is a little bit. Uh, up and down, you know, or a little bit mixed, but uh, 
uh, we can go, you know, they say that uh, from the space element, because the space element is able to, to differentiate between these uh, uh, very subtle uh, particles that we have in the body. So from the space element, we can uh, come and select or come to, to perceive uh, the, the sense bases. And what are the sense bases? Here they say the that is the six bases of contact. So uh, it is the base of contact. So here we just have the base, that is a base, and the base of contact. So contact, the contact is a, is a mental. Contact also means a association of, a, of a, a few, some aggregates. So what is the contact about? The contact is related to the, uh, to the body itself, that is the body door. And also it is connected with the, the object on which uh, uh, the door is being impinged. Of which, uh, by which, the, the, the you have the door, and then you have the object, and then the uh, you have the consciousness. So, the the three together is called the contact. So the six bases of contact. So when we start with uh, analyzing the six bases of contact, then also. Uh, the definition, like uh, the idea that we may have about, okay, you know, we read the suttas and they say, okay, now the eye is not self, and then the ear is not self, the body, and then uh, the, the, these six senses, they are not self. But uh, when, they, when they refer to the eye or to these organs, do they really speak about, you know, the, 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 the eye the globe? Or do they, they speak about the, the whole ear or the whole body as a, just a mass? No. Here they speak about the sensitive matter that is there. That means in the eye, there are some uh, uh, small sensitive uh, materials or, or materiality that are uh, that are uh, that have the characteristics to uh, uh, to perceive a certain phenomenon. And uh, they say that uh, the, the size, for example, of the um, of the eye of what is called the eye is actually just a, a mere loose head, you know, just a, a small loose, then just the head of that. I mean, this is maybe the, the smallest thing that they, they, they could describe it with. So the head of a loose is what is called the eye element. So that means it's quite small. It's very small. And uh, also the Abhidhamma, when, when it explains about the eye element, because it is rising uh, very fast, and also because it's a small particle, then it's not only one, but you have thousands of them, all located in the eyeball, in the area of the eye. So also when we are meditating, and then we, we start to analyze what is the, that body is composed of, then when we put our at attention on these uh, sense base, we, we, we see that uh, it is just uh, a very subtle type of energy that is uh, also uh, very delicate and also very refined. Then also then, uh, if we want to understand consciousness, 
then consciousness also is a, is a, is still more delicate than than matter. So our consciousness is arising, and what is consciousness? There are many. Uh, uh, descriptions or many types of consciousness. That's why uh, the six men's base of contact also are very important because uh, there are, you know, basically also uh, we, can, we can say that the, the, the consciousness can be divided in six related to the six senses. So by identifying the doors, by identifying the bases, that is the the, the eye base or the, the the ear base and then the the nose and the tongue and the body base, then uh, we are aware of the contact of the objects, and then also we are aware of the type of objects that is coming there, and then we are aware, just by being aware, then this is consciousness. So, uh, by being aware of the bases, we are aware of the mind. By being aware of the bases, we are aware of uh, these uh, different types of uh, consciousness. Here I will skip, you know, I will skip the detail of the sutta and then I will go with another sutta. So if you, sometimes if you have, you can read it if you're interested and then if you have some questions, you can ask it, uh, you can ask them uh, later on. Because here the sutta goes with the feelings, if you remember, no? So that then from the, from, the, from the space element, that is the fifth uh, material element, then they go to, uh, to the consciousness element. But actually they introduce the consciousness element by way of uh, Vedana, by way of feeling. So they say that, uh, okay, uh, arising from the contact, from different contacts, then different types of feeling are arising. And then because there are six types of consciousness, also, there are three types of feeling, and altogether, it makes for 18 bases of exploration. So, the 18 bases of exploration that is talked about is uh, the six co- types of consciousness uh, arising depending on the, on the impression that uh, the contact has a, has a, has a uh, supported, that is, a pleasant uh, feeling or unpleasant feeling or a neutral type of uh, feeling. So just to just to make a parallel that can complete a little bit, uh, you know, our very brief survey, very general survey. Well, I, I'm not uh, pretending that uh, this is uh, going to be a very deep analysis, but just to give you ideas and also just to give you clues of how we can look at these texts and how, can, how we can use these texts. These texts are talking about something real. They talk about. Uh, uh, you know, a story, an encounter between beings, and also a philosophical or a metaphysical or whatever you call it, a kind of transmission, a kind of teaching that has been given, but also a kind of teaching that has been preserved for, for more than thousands of years. So, oh, what can we 
get out of that? How can we find something practical out of it? So here, again related to these, uh, to these elements, there is uh, among the various other suttas that we find, you know, uh, that are explaining the elements, you have one in the, in the Majjhima Nikaya again, and uh, number 115, and it's Sutta, the many kinds of elements. And uh, I will just start here because I, because it's a bit funny, you know, the the beginning. And uh, it's starting. The translation goes like that: because whatever fears arise will arise because of the fool, not because of the wise man. Whatever troubles arise, all arise because of the fool, not because of the wise man. Whatever calamities arise, all arise because of the fool, not because of the wise man. Just as a fire that starts in a shed made of rushes or grass, burns down even a house with a peaked roof, with walls plastered inside and outside, shut off, secured by bars, with shuttered windows, so too because whatever fears arise, all arise because of the fool, not because of the wise man. Thus, the fool brings fear, the wise man brings no fear. The fool brings trouble, the wise man brings no trouble. The fool brings calamity, the wise man brings no calamity. Therefore, because you shall train us, we shall be wise men, we shall be inquirers. When Ananda, Ananda asked uh, what is the way, Venerable Sir, can a bhikkhu be called a wise man and an inquirer? When Ananda, a bhikkhu, is skilled in the elements, skilled in the bases, skill in dependent origination, skill in what is possible and what is impossible, in that way he can be called a wise man and an inquirer. So here we have four bases or four things that is going to support um, the description of a wise man. And uh, among these four, we have skill in the elements and also skill in the bases. And then it refers again to our uh, description that we have just seen. The elements are just the same, uh, but actually a little bit different. And we'll, we will look at that. And uh, then he describes, you know, the, 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 the various elements. And, uh, and then they start like this, you know. But, so in what way can a bhikkhu be called skilled in the elements? This is also that too. Hmm? And various descriptions are given. Here, the first one is, there are, Ananda, these 18 elements. The eye element, the visible material form element, the eye consciousness element. The ear element, the sound element, the ear consciousness element. The nose element, the other element, the nose consciousness element. The tongue element, the flavor element, the tongue consciousness element. The body element, the tangible element, the body consciousness element. 
the mind element, the mind object element, the mind consciousness element. When he knows and sees these 18 elements, a bhikkhu can be called a skilled in, in, in the elements. So here he, he, he is giving us 18 types of elements. It is just a subdivision, it is just another way to, to, to explain the same thing but in more details. And uh, as you can uh, infer that uh, the I element, for example, the first, uh, it's again the 18 and then it's a class of uh, 6, you know, so the division goes by uh, 6 and uh, uh, by, by group of 3. So here we have the I element, the Chakuda too, and this refers again to the I base that we have just seen. So the I base, so we have the I base or the I element, and then the, the visible material form element, that is the, the visible form, the Rupa Datu. This is the, 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 the object of uh, the I consciousness, the, the object that will impinge on, on the I element, and then uh, the consciousness of the I, the Chaku Vinyana Datu. So you see the division of, uh, by way of the base, the, the physical base, and then the object that is impinging on that specific base, and then the consciousness also that is arising uh, with the contact of uh, these uh, two types of elements. And then we have these three things multiplied uh, by six. But here also, uh, I like this uh, a little bit more detail because uh, it speaks about the mind element and uh, there was a question you know uh, last week that uh, somebody was uh, wondering about uh, the meaning of mind and consciousness so mind and consciousness actually refers to the same thing mind could be translated as mano or chitta or vinyana so there are many ways of, uh, of, uh, of uh, explaining the same thing, but uh, with different words, and the, these words also can have uh, some uh, different function in, in dep depending on where they are used. So uh, also the question was related to mind consciousness, Manu Vinyana, and uh, this word makes me much confused. because uh, the person is also uh, comparing with vinyana datu so here we have manu vinyana and then vinyana datu so we had to see the the difference with these things so uh, here in related to the uh, to the 18 elements uh, then the 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 the, the, the last uh, part you know the, the 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 last sixth class which is also divided in, in three is uh, contained the mind element and the mind object element and the mind consciousness element. So we have Mano Datu and then man, Manara Mana Datu and the Mano Vinyana Datu. So here the commentary to that they say that uh, the, the Mano Datu, the mind element according to the Abhidhamma includes the consciousness that adverts to the five sense objects impinging on the five sense faculties. So for those who have uh, started, you know, the, 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 the study or the analysis of uh, uh, the, the, the teaching here, uh, then this is the Panchadwara Vajana Chitta, you know, the first uh, 
adverting uh, consciousness when the, the, the sense impinge on the on the sense base. And the consciousness that receives the object after it has been recognized through the senses. So sampatichana chitta. So these uh, uh, two types of consciousness, that is the Panchadwara Vajana Chitta and the Sampatichana Chitta, this, this is called the Manodhatu. And then about the Manovinyana Dhatu. So Manovinyana Dhatu, also explained in, uh, in our Sutta, relates to all types of uh, consciousness except the five sense consciousness and the mind element, mano vijnana. Uh, uh, mano dhatu, sorry. So the mind object actually, the mind object element, the dhamma dhatu, includes the types of a subtle material phenomenon not involved in the sense cognition. So I'm sure you don't understand. <laughs> yes, please. Bonte, question. So is uh, Manodhatu the same as Hadayabhatu? Like Hadayabhatu, like, uh, it refers to the physical base. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the physical base where uh, the mind will arise. And this is a, this is a materiality. Uh, it's a classified among the, the material thing. And then the, what is the, the other one you said? What is the relationship between Hadayabhatu and Manodhatu? Because it seems like they're, so they're both the base for uh, Manodhvara. Yes. Adverting consciousness. Yes. So are they the same? Uh, like the Hadayabhatu will support all types of consciousness except for the five, uh, uh, five sense consciousness like Taku. Chakuvinyana and then Sotavinyana and all that, then these the, the, the base is depending on the on the actual uh, physical base, you know, of the senses. But uh, all all the types of mentality that uh, we have, all types of consciousness will arise uh, depending on the art base. So uh, yes, so the art base, the Adayabatu refers to the physical elements. Yes, that's a good question because uh, here, like, uh, if we if we have seen that uh, okay now re related to, to, to the five sense, we have five uh, physical bases, huh? like the eye element and then the ear element and everything. No, but for the mind here, they say the mind element, the mind object element, and the mind consciousness element. That is the mano, datu, then the manara mana datu, and then mano vinyana datu. Uh, That's a good question because uh, because uh, I think he could ensure, but uh, uh, I will not ask him now. <laughs> <laughs> Here they don't mention, you know, they, they just speak about the mind element and the mind object element, and the mind object element refers to uh, the mind object element doesn't refers to that; it refers to the. Uh, 
the mind base includes all types of consciousness and compri- comprise all the seven elements that exercise the functions of consciousness. So here the mind base, the Adayavatu is not mentioned. So Adayavatu actually is a I think it's uh, it is mentioned only in the Abhidhamma, and it, it, it came to be a later a type of uh, terminology that was used only that. We don't find it necessarily in the Sutta. That's why here the Sutta uh, does not speak about Adayavatu. Uh, and also the, it doesn't seem that the, 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 the three division of one of these six parts, no? like this, the, the, the three divisions of the mind, it doesn't seem that they're related to any uh, physical uh, base. I will, I will inquire, uh, and then w- Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday I will let you know. <laughs> so then again, you know, like, so that now we have the division by way of 18 elements, and uh, then also uh, the question, like the, the, the monkey is asking, okay, now is there another way to uh, that the bhikkhu can be called skill in the elements. And then the reply is that, uh, yes, again, you have the, 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 the division by way of six elements. So the same as uh, in that uh, in the Datu Vibhanga Sutta, the division also. Somebody can understand the Datu, somebody can understand the elements by way of six elements. So those are different ways that uh, someone, some, someone can understand the principle of uh, of that. So we have 18 elements, and then we have six elements, and then another division also that uh, somebody can adopt, and also can, can somebody can can fulfill the the ability to to understand uh, the elements is that uh, there might be ananda. There are another way of uh, understanding the elements, and uh, uh, another types of six elements are the the pleasure element. The sukha datu, the pain element, dukkha datu, and the joy element, the grief element, the equanimity element, and the ignorance element. So here it is interesting because it all relates uh, to uh, a process of uh, mentality. It seems to all relate to to the process of uh, consciousness. So when he knows and sees these six elements, a bhikkhu can be called a skill in the elements. And then another still uh, division that can be given. Uh, in relation to understanding the elements, is that uh, uh, there are ananda these six elements, another uh, division of six, and uh, it goes like uh, the sensual desire element, the renunciation element, so this is the karma datu, and the nekama datu, most probably, and then the ill will element, yapada datu, the non-ill will element, the cruelty element, and the non-cruelty element. So here again it's interesting because the elements are just described by way of uh, mental qualities. And then still another classification of the elements is uh, given as the immaterial element. Sorry, it is given by way of three. So the, the classification is that the sense sphere element, the fine material element, and the immaterial element, like uh, we have seen with the avachara or the bhumi, you know, the, the, the three in the three planes of existence or the four planes of existence. So the kama avachara datu, the rupa datu, and the arupa datu. Then another division that also can be given uh, related to the elements is that uh, 
these elements can be divided into that is the conditioned element and the unconditioned element the sankata asankata datu so when he knows and sees these two elements a bhikkhu can be called scale in the elements so uh, however you know again you know although we can conclude that uh, uh, elements can also refer only to the mental aspect of ourselves, the immaterial element, like we have seen in these last uh, classifications. Uh, still, another thing that uh, in that sutta that uh, reminds us to develop is uh, is the knowledge of the bases, no? because uh, because uh, they say at the beginning that somebody has to be uh, skillful in four things. So knowing the elements and then the skill in the bases, and then also uh, another two things. So the bases also are or have to be uh, understood, and the bases also, they are also relating to the, uh, to the same thing that we have seen uh, in the other um, sutta. So actually, you know, like uh, now, uh, this is this was just to uh, to explain the first part and uh, uh, what we have in the discourses, what we have in the suttas, uh, is has been systematized, you know, and also has been technically uh, preserved and also arranged. And then we have the commentaries and texts, and they are explained in different ways. So one of the common uh, explanation, one of the common um, frame of uh, elaboration is that uh, it is divided like when somebody is starting the vipassana process you know so the first knowledge it's called uh, the defining of mentality and materiality the nama rupa uh, paricheda so here we have again only mind and matter only materiality and mentality and uh, then also it is it is explained how we have to do that and uh, i will not extend it too much because uh, uh, you know uh, some of it. So if somebody is starting like here, I'm just uh, uh, relying on the commentaries, which is uh, which is easy of access, but actually means uh, something that uh, we have to to try to develop for ourselves. Is that uh, so? Somebody who is starting, uh, like we have to define. Huh? So it is the definition based the defini- the defining of nama rupa. So. Uh, so we have to start by nama or we have to start by rupa. So here, if we start with the definition based on the four elements, you know, by uh, starting with materiality. So by starting with materiality, uh, in any case, if somebody wants to understand what is the rupa, he has to or she has to, to do uh, a kind of uh, discernment, and it is by way of uh, doing the, the fundament meditation, either in brief or in detail. And it is given, you know, in, the, in various details when you read the, the Visuddhimagga, for example. And then from the four elements, then the, the derived materiality, upada, na, upada, upa. Uh, this is also this is described in the sutta. So the derived ma- materiality is actually the basis that we have just talked about. So 
uh, it is done also uh, after the, 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 the basic materiality of the four uh, elements have been established, then we go into an, uh, analyzing the subtle uh, types of elements. That is uh, like the doors and uh, all the rest of it, you know, like... Uh, Like, uh, like many things. So here they say that uh, uh, by taking, also once uh, somebody has done, you know, the analysis or doing the four element meditation or the meditation on, on the materiality, when we, when we analyze and when we see, when we are able to separate the body and the mind, then we see that body composed of uh, these material elements. And uh, then at the end, we, we take all these together and under the characteristic of being molested, that is rupa. So, uh, the person sees these uh, uh, these phenomena as just materiality. And when he has discerned materiality, thus the immaterial states become plain to him in accordance with the sense doors, that is to say the 81 kinds of mundane consciousness conscious, uh, consisting of the two sets of five consciousness and you know, then all the numbers that... Uh, you may find it details in the books and the kinds of mind consciousness elements, etc. And the mind consciousness concomitant uh, and contact feeling, perception, etc. So also uh, there is another way that is uh, described in the in the commentaries as to do it uh, with the 18 elements and uh, then another does it by means of the 18 elements and uh, as we have just seen, you know, the, so the person starts like this with the, there is in this person the eye element and then the, 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 the ear element and etc. up to the mind consciousness elements. But here also, you know, a clue, a clue that we may get, you know, and also uh, a kind of uh, understanding of uh, why is that order given. If we read the, the text, you know, uh, it didn't bring so much detail. You see how much of the mess that is there. So if you take the books, then you, 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 you see whatever you are interested in. But uh, the point is, you know, the point is that uh, the reason why they, they, they give the, the importance on materiality here is that uh, they say that uh, if somebody has discerned materiality in one of these ways, that is by ways of just described, and while he is trying to discern the immaterial, it does not become evident to him owing to its subtlety, then he should not give up, uh, but should again and again comprehend, give attention to discern and define materiality only. So uh, this was in the case that uh, somebody will be interested to do with uh, analyza analyzing or understanding the mind, you know. So if it is not very clear, the mental process, because the mind is changing so fast, even faster than the body, that uh, it's difficult to keep track. So if somebody has the difficulty to define, because before, uh, you know, like uh, the question I asked at the beginning is, uh, who are we? 
Huh? So we have to define, okay, now we, 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 we try as much as possible understand what is that body, and then also as much as possible we try to understand what is that mind. So when we, st when we try to understand what is that mind, then still the mind is difficult to, uh, to discern and uh, to, uh, to point out and, and to define. So in the case that, uh, that the, the mind is, is, is too vague or is too difficult to, 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 to discern, then uh, again and again we have to, uh, to discern the, the, the material. So here they say that uh, for in proportion, as, in proportion as materiality becomes quite definite, disentangled and quite clear to him, so the immaterial states that have that materiality as their object become plain of themselves too. So that is the more we define materiality, the more evident the immaterial uh, becomes. And the example here that is, uh, can bring off some uh, image, is that uh, just as a man with eyes looks for the reflection of his face in a, in a dirty looking glass and sees no reflection, he does not throw the looking glass away because the reflection does not appear. On the contrary, he polishes it again and again and then the reflection becomes plain of itself when the looking glass is clean. Also, another uh, simile that is given is that uh, somebody who wants to, to, to get oil, you know? So do you, know, you, have, you don't know exactly maybe how we make the oil, like peanut oil or any kind of oil for, for from the vegetable. So here they describe like uh, the way to make the sesame uh, oil. And uh, when a man needing oil puts sesamum flour in a basin and wets it with water and no oil comes out but only one or two pressings. So that is when somebody wants to, 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 to make oil with sesame, then first he, he grinds the, 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 the sesame seeds into powder, and then once the powder is made into kind of a nice flour, then he puts some water and uh, then, uh, then he, he presses it, you know, with a, with a kind of cloth, and the, 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 the grains are, are pressed together until the, uh, the, the oil comes out. So if it's not coming out by pressing, he does not throw the sesame flour away, but on the con contrary, he wets it again and again uh, with the hot water and uh, squeeze and press it. And as he does so, so the clear sesame oil comes out. So this is what is meant, that the more uh, somebody uh, defines materiality in that proportion, uh, mentality also uh, becomes disentangled. And uh, many uh, various examples also are uh, given uh, to, uh, to explain that. And uh, then just uh, add another one, <laughs> is that uh, uh, somebody who wants to produce butter, the churning of curds, so do you know how we make butter? Like in the old days, you know, some of you probably know, but anyway, in the old days, we, uh, not, not only in the old days, still the same thing now. If we want to make butter, we need the cow and we need, the, 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 we need milk. So with the milk, uh, I think with the milk, I think with the milk, uh, you put the cream, is it? I think and then you get the cream, you know, you eat the milk. And then you get only the cream, and then when you have the cream, you know a certain proportion of the cream, then uh, you put it in a in a box, and then you beat it, 
you beat it again and again, and then and then the the the, the cream will get more thick, and also eventually it's go, it's going to become uh, butter. So it's a process, you know, it's a, it's a process of beating down the uh, the elements so that. Uh, we are able to separate the cream from the milk, and also we are able to make uh, butter out of the uh, of, out of the milk. So in the same way, with the the more we define materiality, and also the the, the more the immaterial also will become uh, uh, available. So also here you may know, you know, you probably read and also you know by your experience, but anyway, uh, uh, they say that all the immaterial states uh, become evident. So they say that when he has quite cleared up his discerning of materiality, that means the more, uh, when you are established in, in the identifying, okay, now this is matter, you know, so you just, you are able to see this is just the matter, then uh, the immaterial states become evident to him through one of these uh, three aspects, that is, through the contact, or through feeling, or through consciousness. So, uh, so how is that? So the, there are three ways, three and three, where uh, somebody will be uh, uh, getting the, the the link with with this mind, and uh, some sometimes uh, from the four elements, then one is able to, uh, you know, the characteristic of hardness uh, becomes very evident, and then the contact uh, that is that is. Uh, uh, the, the, the contact that is produced with the materiality, then that contact is very uh, evident. So the contact of the, f the of the five or six senses, the contact with the object is very evident. So the, from the contact, then one proceeds to identify, okay, now there is contact, and then there is feeling, and then there is consciousness, and then all the mental factors, you know, like attention, and then uh, mindfulness, and, and everything. So, the entrance is by way of the contact. So, from contact of the, the six uh, senses, then uh, the rest of the consciousness is being uh, uh, introduced. And uh, then another way is that... Uh, yeah, so, anyway, it's very subtle, so maybe I will, I will, I will postpone the details, but uh, uh, the second way is that uh, through defining the, the four elements, then uh, what becomes evident is the feeling. So you discern the, the, the four elements and then the basis of contact, no? the, 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 the sense base, and what becomes apparent to, to you is the feeling. So you get ah, a very nice feeling, or a very unpleasant feeling, or a kind of neutral feeling. So feeling is a door, feeling is a way of entry, where we can know the mind. So feeling uh, is associated with all the rest uh, of uh, the mental uh, uh, concomitant. So from feeling there is a passa also, the contact, and then from feeling also there is the, the perception, and then the consciousness, and the attention, and the mindfulness, and everything. So by way of feeling, one can get acquainted with the mind. Then the third way that uh, somebody uh, can get uh, through the mind is uh, by the way of consciousness. That is, uh, we are just aware of a material phenomenon, <coughs> no? and then uh, we are just aware. So that awareness is actually consciousness. So we are knowing, we are knowing the element. So from the consciousness, from the fact of knowing uh, the, 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 the base, from the fact of knowing the objects, 
So from the, just the fact of knowing something, then uh, the entry is down to all the other qualities that are coming together with consciousness, that is all the other mental factors of uh, consciousness. So we can see also that uh, uh, we have to do one phenomena at a time, and it's a very systematic and progressive procedure. And we have to differentiate really uh, between materiality and uh, mentality. Also the four elements, you know, it's not that when we do the four elements, then we, we don't control the things, we are just observing. So we are not uh, controlling the, the, the elements, we are just investigating uh, the, their content. And then also the function, as we have seen, is, uh, is to understand the emptiness of it. There is also the, 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 you know, the simile of the puppet that is given. That is uh, when we are doing the four element meditation, then we see the body just as a body, and then it's just like a puppet. So uh, they compare it, the, the puppet, you know, they compare that as a, they say that uh, the defilements, this is the, the one who is uh, manipulating the puppet. So there is somebody who is manipulating the puppet, no? So the mind actually is, is, is connected with some defilements. So the defilements of the minds make the puppet uh, go and do and uh, speak and uh, act in various ways. So the mind is making the puppet, uh, you know, activated. And uh, the tendon that we find in the, uh, in the body, then this is the string of the puppet. So that's interesting. If we see that all the, the tendons, the nerves that we have there, is the, is the strings that, uh, that are actually uh, making the puppet move. And the clay also that uh, of which the, the, the puppet is uh, is uh, is built of is uh, is just the the, the, the material element that is there you know the, the the meat and the bones and the various parts and also the 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 color or the various jewels that uh, that uh, that the puppets may have you know and the, the clothes and all the decorations is the differentiation with uh, with the lady or uh, men so. One woman and man is just a decoration, just an appearance. So it is interesting when we are able to, when we are doing that, and also we, we start, to, we, we can have the, the perspective of seeing ourselves as just a, a puppet. I hope you are not tired because this is only the first part. <laughs> <laughs> Should I continue a little bit? Huh? You can relax and tomorrow morning you won't, you won't tell anything if you are late. So the the first the second the second part you know that I wanted to uh, talk about is. Uh, is about, uh, I said, the first thing is what we, what we are, and then the second thing is what we want to be. And also, uh, we will uh, develop or try to, to look at uh, what is the emotions and what is the evolution also. So, again, just to come back, because somebody told me, or 
when we read uh, these suttas, you know, when we read these suttas, we say, what is this, you know? Where is the, where is the emotional part of it? Where is the, the, the human part of, uh, of, uh, <coughs> of the explanations that are given in these texts? You know, just see somebody as elements, as particles, as bag of bones, and uh, as uh, all kinds of perceptions that are uh, uh, supposed to be entertained, supposed to be maintained with our meditation. So, uh, where is the... Where is the quality of uh, of uh, of life in that? And uh, then I thought, you know, just uh, briefly, you know, just briefly, uh, uh, to relate it to an aspect of uh, psychology. And uh, you might, some of you may know, uh, there is a psychotherapy that was developed maybe about 40, 40 years ago, and uh, it's called a transpersonal uh, analysis. And it was started by Eric Byrne. I think he was a Canadian. I'm not sure, but anyway, he, his, his theory was very interesting, and uh, uh, it's called a transpersonal uh, psychology or transpersonal analysis. And then he was uh, really uh, he really investigated the, the the gains or the dynamic of interplay of the people when we are meeting. You know, the, 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 all the dynamic of. Uh, of, of life itself, the relationship, and uh, all the things that is uh, that is making us as a, as a social animal, and uh, basically he divided this way of analysis by by saying that uh, in every individual, you know, in all of us, we have uh, three aspects. That is, we have the aspect of a parent. Uh, so we have we have sometimes uh, we can have the attitude or the maturity of a parent, a father, or or a mother. Mm. This is one aspect. And then, also we have the aspect of uh, just uh, the aspect of an adult. That is a person, a normal person. That is uh, equal uh, somebody who has come to, uh, you know, to, to the fullness of his, uh, of his uh, capacity. So the adult. And then there is, uh, there is also the aspect of the child. So sometimes also, although we have grown up, we all have a child in ourselves. So the interaction that we have with the world is always, uh, we always use these three aspects of our uh, personality to function. So sometimes we can play the parent when we are with somebody. Sometimes we can play the, the child. Huh? So we are dealing with somebody else and we are dealing with that person as if it was a parent. Or sometimes also we can deal with the person as a equal uh, from adult to adult. So if uh, these uh, these three types of dynamic are, are there in a relationship, then relationship can be very healthy. I'm sure uh, I'm not explaining that uh, very professionally, but uh, just to give you the the the, the idea, and uh, then uh, then maybe we can also. Uh, look back at the relationship uh, or what is uh, what we find in the sutta you know like it can it sounds very technical we speaks about elements and then about the uh, base of uh, sense base and also about uh, all kinds of things that is uh, very technical so uh, in the first sutta uh, how could we very briefly uh, very briefly how can we uh, relate these uh, psychological aspects
hopeless, ne? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you know, like the, at the beginning, at the beginning, uh, if you remind, if you remember the stories that the, the Buddha, he, he he went to the potter's shed and then he asked the, the the owner of the shed if he if he could stay in the in the in the shed for the night, and the the the, the owner said that uh, there was already uh, somebody staying there. So if he was to ask to the person, then it would be okay. So the Buddha waited for Pakuseti, and then he met Pakuseti, the king, and uh, and then he asked him, he asked him if he uh, if he could stay in this uh, uh, in this place. Well, actually, I have to be methodic, so I'll start from the beginning. So, um, so the Buddha asked the Pakuseti, you know, who was a monk, "Oh, can I stay here?" And then, then the 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 the, the, the Pakuseti uh, told to the Buddha, "Ah, oh, the pot, the potter's the potter's workshop is large enough, friend. Let the venerable stay as long as he likes." So, the 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 monk is treating the the Buddha as a friend. So here we have the relation of adult to adult. And uh, it seems to be a very uh, human type of relationship. Like uh, there is a monk, and then another monk is coming, and then they, they can share the room together, and they don't do, they have never met each other or known each other before. And then the, when the Buddha asked uh, asked the the, the Pakusati why. He, why he became a monk or why he became a sadhu, and uh, then he asked him, uh, then he told him that uh, that he had never met the, the Buddha before, and uh, and that he would not uh, recognize him even. So then the, the Buddha thought that the clan, that the, that, that Pakusati, he had ordained or he had become a monk uh, under him, and. Uh, Suppose he were to teach him the Dhamma. So then the Buddha sees the person as a, as a child. So it is the relation of a parent and child. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then all the rest. You know. So you see that there is a kind of dynamic there that can also be applied to uh, to modern uh, psychology. But also another last. Um, Last point also that uh, you 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 might have noticed if you look at the teach at, at the discourses that uh, at the end uh, the when the the the, the, the Pakusati, you know he realized that uh, the person with whom he the person to whom he he, he was uh, describing he was relating to to as friend you know he was talking to the Buddha and as a friend. That person actually was the Buddha. Then he got very much ashamed, or he, not ashamed, but uh, he, he, he realized that well, that uh, that was uh, something uh, uh, not. Uh, it was not uh, equal. So then the relation is like the father and the son. So he is like the child, and then he sees the the the, the, the Buddha is uh, 
is the is the father. But also, he, you know, just uh, one thing is that uh, when he, re he realized that uh, that uh, the, he was talking to the Buddha, huh, and uh, he, he had not acknowledged that uh, he was the Buddha and that he was the teacher, then then he asked for forgiveness. He asked for forgiveness. So that's uh, it's very delicate. That means forgiveness is a quality, you know, and it's a, uh, it's a synonym of, uh, of good manners. It's a synonym of civility. It's a synonym of respect, courtesy, and politeness. So we see that the relationship was very refined. So it can also, it did actually influence the whole culture. And it was not only uh, people who were able to, to see the, 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 the elements or to see life in a, in a very uh, objective way and also in a very uh, analytic way, but also they had, uh, um, they had a kind of, um, well, they had some, uh, they had, they had some uh, refinement or they, have some, they had some, They had some. They had some culture. <laughs> so you please be very patient. Huh? Please be very patient. So. Uh, now I would like to make a show, right? So I said that uh, we have, uh, we are starting with one thing. So out of one thing, we can make elaboration with uh, with many things. So one thing we can develop into into a various thing. So we start with with the body. Huh? So if somebody is uh, is developing the meditation on the body, then we have seen to to where it can lead us. So now I will start with this. That the string. So, to where that can lead us, you will say it will can lead us to the string theory. It's possible. <laughs> so now I will not start from the complicated. I will start just from the beginning. So, uh, string could be have could have been taken from the from the tendon or from the you know from the nerves from the animals. So let's say uh, you know in very very far back in the history of. Uh, of the, the, the primitive uh, human, you know. Then when they discovered the string, then they thought, okay, now they thought, uh, well, we can do something out of it because it's elastic, you know, there was a kind of flexibility to that. So what they did is they tied the string to a bow, a bow, uh, they, they tied the string to uh, a branch. And what had this made? Huh? It made the the, the, uh, the the bow and arrow, so they could they could shoot the arrow, huh? and then they could use the arrow as a means to, uh, to 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 get I mean to get to their supermarket when they wanted meat, then then they they, 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 they had to to kill an an animal. So they, this was a very uh, important invention because then they, they, they 
it, it, they will not need to throw on. You know, just uh, the simple mechanic, the simple dynamic of, of the, the string, and then the bow, it could uh, propels or, uh, an arrow uh, in, the, in the air and then uh, reach uh, an animal. So this is the basic, uh, the basic thing. And also, uh, it is a, uh, it is very it is based on the on the survival in instinct. And so just to to uh, uh, to keep alive and then to to to, to get the food, they they, they use that. But uh, but then you know when they had enough food. Then sometimes they were in their house or in their hut, you know, and then they had their bow there, and then, then they, 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 they arrived, and then the, the kids, uh, they were playing with the bow, but without uh, hunting. And then what they discovered is, bang, it make a sound. Huh? So it made a sound. So they realized that the bow will make a sound when, or the string will make a sound when it is in binge. So what they did is they invented, you know, the the, the 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 string instrument. It started like that with a bow, and you look at the the the, the first uh, musical instruments that uh, that we still find in some countries, you know, like uh, in Asia or Africa or some of the of the uh, some of these uh, uh, tribal uh, where the, you have some, still some people living in the you know in the very primitive conditions. Then the, the some of their uh, musical instruments and they can make very beautiful music out of it consists only of a, of a string and then a piece of wood or a string or, or, or empty ball and then they, 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 they pinch it in various ways. So from there, what happened is that uh, they, they, they realized also that if they put two strings together then it would, it would, it would make two sounds, you know, and then three strings and then four strings and then five strings and then it ended up with the guitar and then it ended up with the lute. Oh. So the, 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 by just by, by picking up the strings like this and uh, then also uh, then they used it when they were uh, in ma many people together they, they will they will pull their string you know and, and, and sing songs right? so it will make a, a group but also when they were alone uh, then most probably or oh, maybe maybe that uh, they had two bows so there was a bow here and then another bow so they, they took the bow and then the, the two strings uh, are coming together and then uh, they do like this, right? Instead of uh, picking up, they, they, they just uh, friction it and then they, invited, they invented the violin. So the violin actually came with only w with one string and then being, uh, being uh, rubbed by another string. And then they started with, uh, you still have violin with only one string and then they added uh, two strings, and then three strings, and then five strings. So it developed like that. And uh, also, you know, the, the, the string principle in music also was, uh, was uh, uh, refined also by mechanic. So uh, when people start to be a little bit more complicated, you know, they, they, they use machine and various gadgets to, to improve their, their life. So they probably started to feel lazy to, 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 to pull th those strings, you know. So what they had invited, they invented the harpiscord. So the harpiscord is a, is a harp. So uh, when they had many strings, you know, like many strings, then it makes the harp. But still they had to, to do it manually. 
So if they put the harp on the floor, then you have all the strings, but uh, uh, if you pick them by a machine, <laughs> then it, it makes, uh, they invented the harpist card. So the harpist card, actually, they put the harp in a box, hmm? and then they put the box with, uh, on, uh, on uh, like a table, and then they put, uh, they put uh, the gadgets that, that will pick up every uh, string. And then when they push on a, on a note, then it will pick up the, the string. So the RP chord, this is the principle of the RP chord. So you, you, you play that RP chord and then every note that you play is, is picking up the, the string of the harp that is in the box. And uh, then also from there also the, the, they saw that uh, not only could they, they, they pick up the strings, but uh, also if they were to hammer the string itself, then it will also make a sound. So then they invented the piano. So instead of picking up the, uh, the strings on the harp in the box, they, they, they knock it down. So with the piano, the principle of the, the piano is that when you push on the note, then there is a kind of hammer there, and then it, it, it goes with on the string, and then it makes a note. So you see how complicated it becomes. And then, uh, <coughs> like this, you have the, then it develops into, into, uh, into orchestra, and then also into symphonic <coughs> orchestra, and, uh, and then you have uh, what we have the the, the 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 modern music, you know, and in whichever culture is like this. So we can call that any, a, a kind of evolution because. Uh, the, the first instinct or the first uh, motivation was to kill animals, so it's very gross, and then it refined itself and then it, it, it became a, a part of, uh, of a means to, to, uh, to be uh, living in, uh, in peace and also to, to, to share things together. Here I would like to mention also that uh, uh, you know, among the, the, the various scholars that, uh, that, uh, that brought Buddhism to the West or translated the, 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 the Asian texts you know, of Pali and Sanskrit and things like this to, for us to read that we have in the, in the library, all available, is the Jnana Tiloka and Jnana Moli, you may know. So Jnana Tiloka was a, a German monk and then he was at the beginning of the 20th century and then he went to Sri Lanka and then he spent the rest of his life around there, you know, he traveled also to China and many other parts, but uh, he was uh, established in, in Sri Lanka at the end of his life. And also uh, Nyana Moli, you know, the English uh, monk who, who did so many translations. And uh, uh, those two scholars, both of them, they translated the, the, the Visuddhimagga among so many other uh, translations that, uh, that, had been, uh, that had been very uh, uh, done. They were really great uh, pioneers. And uh, one thing also that, uh, that, that, that motivated to do that is that uh, they were touched by the difficulties that the war you know, had, uh, had brought to Europe uh, especially. So when they understood the, the, the suffering that uh, humankind can be involved in, you know, then they, 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 they were moved by a very strong surge of uh, spiritual need. You know. So then they, they devote the rest of their life 
to try to understand a spirituality that will help you know that uh, that world that is involved into so many uh, troubles but uh, also these two people these two they are they were kind of genuine you know they, they were really exceptional individuals so these two people not only they were uh, very highly intellectually uh, you know uh, developed but also they were very sensitive and uh, the two of them they were great musicians so Nyanamoli was an artist and a very good artist he could play concert and so he was a very good mus musician and Nyanatiloka he was also he was a composer so he was a pianist he was a violinist and he could, he could uh, write uh, uh, you know very complicated uh, pieces of music just because we are sp we are speaking about the, the strings and the, just to make sense you know <laughs> <laughs> but also to say that uh, what they found in the books it was not only for the intellectual pleasure that they translated those uh, those Visuddhimagga and all those Abhidharma it because because they made sense out of it you know they say well we have the mind and then also we have theories and then there are some traditions that kept text you know for for thousands of years so these texts must be meaningful and then when they read the more they read the more they understood the more they, they were motivated to bring us to uh, to, to, to bring that to, uh, to some uh, you know uh, outsider of uh, Asian uh, cultures Also, the last, <laughs> the last word. I'm just uh, talking a lot tonight. So, uh, the last, uh, the last uh, mention, you know, because, but because sometimes we think, oh, this, this, uh, you know, uh, this meditation is so dry. It lacks of uh, types of emotion. So, just to say, our uh, evolution or our emotions can evolve. Like. Uh, you all have a personal story, and uh, all of you have some reasons why you come and, and, and get involved in, into such a, a meditation retreat. So uh, now I would like to, to, to look, you know, at the, the, the evolution or the understanding of the word love that we have, uh, that we have brought about uh, this week. So the word love, how it can also evolve as, a, as, a, as an experience. So first we can have the, the love as survival, and then we can have the love as the love for love for reproduction, and then the love for the pleasure, and also eventually the love, you know, for the beauty, and from the beauty to the aesthetic, and then from the aesthetic also uh, to the wisdom. So among uh, somebody said that I, it's good if I give an example, you know. That uh, so I will I will give two examples here, and of, I'm sure that if you were to say your story, you will have a very nice uh, story to tell us. So I just want <laughs> to to give an example of uh, this type of uh, evolution is that I had a friend, and uh, it was a, he was a teenager, huh? and. Uh, and then you know how it is in these uh, in these uh, in these mom in these uh, age you know they are young and then they are experimenting uh, with everything so that uh, 
that friend of mine, uh, he was in love with, uh, with a girl, and uh, then after a few months, he was really in love with the lady, and uh, then after a few months, then the, the lady, she, she just went and, and, and did something else, you know, because of the vacation, and they never saw each other, but the, the, but the, 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 the poor boy, he was so sad about that, you know, he realized that, well, you know, love is, uh, is not permanent, and he was, uh, this was his first love, and also it was his first uh, uh, art, to say, art, broken art, you know, because the, the, the girl had gone. <laughs> so what he did is, the, is that uh, for a few months he, he was kind of depressed, you know, because it's really inspiring to be, uh, to be in love with somebody, you know, if he, sometimes. So uh, he was depressed, but uh, what happened is that uh, he came out uh, and he picked up a book on love. Uh, and it was a book by uh, Soren Kierkegaard, you know, the Danish uh, philosopher. And it's about love. And uh, I think that the philosopher had gone into that type of bad mood or bad experience. <laughs> uh, he, he must have lost his wife or something like this. And then he wrote a lot because he was a, a writer and a philosopher. So the book <laughs> that uh, that boy read on love was really inspiring because uh, uh, Kierkegaard used the the emotion of love uh, to to transform the love into uh, something bigger. So the love that he could have had for his wife or his girlfriend, uh, it transmuted it to the humanity in general. So it evolved. So that, that feeling of uh, caring, that, that feeling of uh, affection starts or is in ourselves, but also eventually uh, it can expand to, to other things that, that are, uh, that are uh, bigger than ourselves. Also that, uh, that boy also eventually he, he came to read some books on Buddhism and one book was uh, by Nyana Ponika, you know, that German uh, monk. And, uh, and then it was about the Brahma Vihara, the, uh, explaining about these, uh, the, these uh, states of uh, Metta and uh, Karuna and uh, Mudita and Upekka. So that book is really well written and also it is very uh, touching emotionally because it helps us to, to develop these very uh, positive attitudes, these very positive uh, emotions and then to, to expand them and then to, to, to nourish ourselves uh, with these things. So emotionally, uh, spiritually, spirit, spirituality is very rich and the emotions are not left out. Emotions have to be incorporated in our practice. If we don't have these uh, good emotions, then the practice is not very, uh, is very dry. So in one way or the other, we should try to, uh, to, 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 to find something that is uh, nourishing to us. There is also the story, I had a friend and, uh, and then it was a young lady and uh, then she had married and apparently her husband died when she was very young. And uh, this I think was very painful to her. So it took her maybe a few years just to recuperate. But the hardship and also the challenge that life brought to our life was amazing. You know, when you are in your 20s or beginning of 30s, when you are to start your life and then all in a sudden all the, your dreams are breaking apart, this is very difficult. But that person was strong enough and then got 
uh, also the possibility to use that uh, these emotions, these very uh, positive uh, energies, to, to to develop into something positive, and uh, and then the person uh, became very uh, a very uh, successful uh, teacher, and then she was able to uh, you know to 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 give the care that she was giving to somebody is very specific to give that care to students and to, to people who are uh, coming close to her. So this is just to, uh, to speak about uh, the, the, the evolution of uh, emotions. And, uh, and uh, that will be it for tonight. <laughs> so the question is, uh, is okay, how can we make our life a symphony? How can we make our life something beautiful and also something that, uh, of which we can learn and also something of which we can uh, grow? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.